morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast of the After Christ Christians. <laughs> we honor the Lord Jesus Christ here on today. We, we thank God for the temple being open and we have a mind yet to come in and worship. And we are going to open our doors and invite you to come in and worship with us. The doors of the temple is open and the church needs to come on back home and come on in and we are fellowship. We're going to reach out to different, different things this year. We have a program that is going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. And God has given us commands to do greater works and great works. And we're excited about it. We're going to invite you to come and be a part of it because we know the power of God. I'm going to open with prayer. Pastor Jason's going to come and open up with a great, great, great message on last week. I just wanted him to come back and then finish that up. I heard a lot of things. So get your pens, get your paper out, get your, get your Bible out, and get ready for a great experience in God. And we want to let you know that we have an after Christ experience here, that the power of the Holy Ghost rests upon us. In Jesus' name. Now, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to come. I want you to pray with me. I want you to begin now to intercede with me for people that haven't heard the word that they will be saved on this year. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. We honor you on today. Because you are God, we worship you. We walk in obedience to your word. We walk in obedience to your spirit. God, fill my cup again as we begin to intercede. God, we pray for the leadership, God, of this country. We pray for the leadership, God, of the world, around the world, that Christianity will continue to be taught in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, now bless America. Cover us with the blood of the Lord Jesus in times of pandemic and in times, God, of great storms. Keep us, keep us, keep your church well and healthy so we can continue, God, to give the word of the Lord to your people in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, for this commitment that we have here, God, to see lives change, God. People come off drugs and people that come out of poverty and people that come out of sinful ways, God, that they would choose you and begin to learn, God, who the spirit of the Holy Ghost is within them. So, God, right now, God, we bind every spirit that will come against this service in the name of Jesus. We take authority over it, God. We plead the blood, that the blood will cover us now, God, as we intercede and as we go in deeper into the spirit to bring forth a word today, God, that would change lives in the name of Jesus. And, Father, for the purpose of this service, we loose it to the Holy Spirit that he who is God, Holy Ghost, will come in and, and renew us and refresh us again and again and again and again. And God, I say again. So, God, send your people, God. Let every leader, God, of after Christ begin to put on your war clothes. Put on the whole armor of God. Begin to come back to the assembly. But come back with a message. Come back, God, being ready to be sent out to do warfare in the surrounding areas. And bring those in, God, that you need to be brought in. And lift us up to the point, God, that we won't error in any of our ways in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you. As, God, as we move further into this service, God, out of our worship service, God, be glorified. Oh, to you. To you, God, be all the glory, honor in Jesus' name. And somebody said, Amen. shame is under 
So last Sunday, I began talking about um, what's going on with my mind. What's going on with my mind? And um, I, I tried to get to everything that, that I had, and I couldn't, so we're going to continue to sing today, okay? If you have your Bibles, last Sunday I came from Romans, uh, 12, and tw from Romans 12. This Sunday I'll be coming from 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments or every imagination, every and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing thought, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Talks about this, this is talking about bringing your imaginations into obedience, subjecting your imagination to Christ. There's a lot of things that's been, um, and we talked about this last week, there's been a lot of things that's been bombarding. I want to thank God real quick for Pastor Dana and Sister Pam who are here with us today. Thank God for Sister Deidre who preached an awesome Wednesday night Bible study. Also, uh, Sister Michelle, Minister Michelle, God got great plans for her this year, <laughs> amen. So thank God for each and every one of y'all. Um, Brother Jerry, who has been coming out, uh, even when we haven't been having service in the sanctuary, we're still not having service in the sanctuary, but Brother Jerry just made it his thing, his, 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 his goal to be here. So I want to thank God for him. Uh, all right, so last week we started talking about all the things that bombards and moves out the way. We've been talking about all the things that's been bombarding our minds. A lot of stuff has been going on and our minds have been bombarded. Uh, we talked about the political arena. We talked about all that stuff. But one thing we tend to leave out when we talk about our minds being bombarded, I want to, and I'm going to go into this uh, a little bit more. I'm going to go into this a little bit more uh, in the coming weeks. Social media bombards our minds. A lot of us have been so uh, tied down or tied into social media that we have not had the time to really study the word and, and, and we have not had the time to allow God. We have, we have allowed social media to take over our prayer time. We have allowed social media to take over our time with God. We have allowed social media to take over our, 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 our study time. And, and when it comes time for us to, to really study and pray, we can't do it because we're so attracted or so tied into social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, all this other stuff, Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a new uh, social media platform that, that people are so attached to. But I'm going to be going into that eventually, but be talking about the, the, the bombardment of social media because there's some things that happens that enters into our ear gates and our eye gates to bombard our minds, to tear our minds down, to stop us from moving, to, from, to stop us from moving into the things that God will have us to move into. 2 Corinthians 10, 10 and 3, 10 talks about uh, casting down every evil imagination or every single thing that comes against our mind and tries to attack us, to tear our minds down. And a lot of times we think that it's good and we think that it's working or we, we go in there for self-help, but it's not really helping us. It's hindering us because we've been learning things that's been teaching us against the word of God. The Bible talks about uh, and, 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 and uh, um. I talked about, about being driven away by silly teachings. Being driven away by, by, by teachings that, that, that we, because we're ever always trying to learn the truth, always trying to, to try, always trying to learn something new, and we're being driven away by certain things that's, that's, that's coming from the world, that's coming from the world to destroy us. So I'm going to take my time here. Casting down evil imaginations. A lot of times we find ourselves thinking about things that we thought we would never think about. We find ourselves going into behaviors or acting out certain behaviors that we said we were never doing certain things that we said we would never do. And where does it start? It starts in your mind. So again, I want to ask you the question, what is going on with my mind? What is going on with my mind? We all know that when the enemy attacks, the enemy first attacks our mind. 
He wants to come against our mind. He wants to come against our thinking. He wants to come against the knowledge that we have of God. He wants to tear us down first in our minds. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody in here. He wants to tear us down first in our mind. Billy Graham, a few years ago, wrote an editorial on a mind. He said this, one of the most important things in our lives is the control of our minds. Our thoughts are powerful. They can harm us or do us good. The Bible says, as a person thinks, so is he. In Proverbs 23 and 7, as a person thinks, so is he. Many people have troubled minds. There's a story told in the eighth chapter of Ezekiel about priests and leaders who on the outside were worshiping the true and living God. I want y'all to write this, go read Ezekiel 8 when you get home. Who on the outside worshiped the true and living God, but on the inside, in their minds, they had idols. In their minds, they built up something that was against God. They were worshiping other gods and acting out other fantasies, and God condemned them as great sinners because of what was going on in our minds. What we find happening now in today's time is people who are exhibiting the form of godliness, but they are denying the power thereof. How do we deny the power of God? We deny the power of God when we can when we can say we lifting up our hands and worshiping him, but in our minds we are doubting every single thing that he tells us to do. We deny the power of God when we say, yes, God, in front of people, but on the inside, we're saying, no, God, I don't want to obey. No, God, I don't want to do what you told me to do. That is denying the power of God. See, there are those who right now, who, who are talking to us right now over the airways, who they are displaying the power of God, but on the inside, they are denying the power of God. The scripture has several things to say about the mind. The Bible says that the mind in Romans 8 and 7, Romans 8 and 7, the Bible says that the mind is naturally at enmity with God. A person's mind is against God. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians that before they came to Christ, that they were alienated and enemies in where? Their minds. To all things related to the true knowledge of God. Because of sin, hold on, I'm Flip over. Because of sin, our mind is an enemy of God. Colossians 1 and 21, if you want the scripture. Such a mind will not obey the law of God. You may say you believe in God. You may say you love God. But you don't obey God. Because your mind may be in contention with God. The works of the flesh are listed in Galatians 5. Because they talk about the mind. When you follow your own wrong mind, your life will produce these evil results. Impure thoughts, eagerness or lustful pleasure, idolatry. Listen to this. Spiritism. That is encouraging the activity of demons. Hatred and fighting. Jealousy and anger. Constant effort to get the best for yourself, not really caring about anybody else. Complaints and criticisms. Feeling that everyone else is wrong except for those in your own little circle. And they and, 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 and believing wrong doctrine when it makes you feel like you're right. Ah. <laughs> This is what the mind does. The mind, your own mind, when, when, you, when, you, when you listen to your own mind and not obtain the mind of Christ, you operate in envy. You operate in murder. You operate in drunkenness. You go to wild parties and you do all sorts of things. This is Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Paul went on to say, I also told you in times past, those who practice such things, Galatians 25 and 21, will not inherit the kingdom of God. What's going on with my mind? What's going on with my mind? If you continue without, if you continue without repentance, the scripture says that God will eventually give you over to a reprobate mind. Romans 1 and 28. To do those things which are not right. That means the reprobate mind says, continue to do those things which are not right. 
What we have to do is a lot of times we, we try to master ourselves. We try to master our own minds. But you cannot be a true mastermind until you become master-minded. Master-minded. You have to allow the master to have control of your mind. You are, again, you are not a true mastermind of anything until you become master-minded. Mastered, E-D, minded. The master has to have control of your mind. A lot of times we cannot get stuff to work out because the master does not have control of our minds. When we say the scripture, God, I can invite you to be Lord and Savior of my life, it's not just the physical stuff. God, I invite you to be Lord and Savior of my mind. God, help my mind, God. Every single thing that I do, help my mind, God. When I lose something, help my mind, God. When I'm going through something, help my mind. God, help me where I am right now, God, because my mind is going crazy. God, help my mind. Help my mind. Help my mind. Some of y'all just need to stop and say, God, help my mind. Help my mind. Help my mind. God, I was thinking about doing some crazy stuff. Help my mind. God, I need you to help me to be upright. I need you to help me to think on those things which are lovely. I need you to help me to think on those things which are pure. God, I need the mind of Christ. God, help me to obtain the mind of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are many people who follow Christ in his day. But the Bible says he saw their hearts. He saw their minds and what they were thinking. And he rejected them. There is a point beyond which you cannot return. Where your heart is so hard that you are no longer, that you can no longer hear the Holy Spirit. Your mind is so hardened that it becomes reprobate. And the Bible warns us against having this type of mind. That's why you got to ask God, help me every single day. God, I need you to help me. Secondly, the Bible says that you can have a blinded mind. Paul wrote to Corinthians, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Second Corinthians 4, 3 through 4. In other words, the gospel is, when the gospel is presented, the devil has a veil on your mind. The devil blinds your mind to spiritual truth. You may, all, you may know all types of discipline. You may have all type of alphabets behind your name. But if your mind is blinded behind the enemy, there is nothing to you. You may have all type of discipline, all types of fields of knowledge. But if you continue to allow your mind to be blinded by the enemy, there is nothing to you. When it comes to spiritual things, you don't know anything that is right. You are blinded. Our minds don't want to believe that. <laughs> our minds. Our minds don't want to believe that there's some stuff that we still don't know, even, think, even though we think we know it all. Our minds don't want to believe that there's some places where we got to humble ourselves and, and submit to God. There's still yet, even as a man of God, there's still places every day in my life where I have to humble myself and submit to God. Y'all said this last week, every day of my life, Pastor Daniel, there's some things that I want to say to certain folk, but I have to humble myself and submit myself to God and allow God to speak through me. And a lot of problems that we get ourselves into is because we speak before we allow God to speak. A lot of things that we get ourselves, a lot of debt that we get ourselves into is because we act before we watch God act. We, Jesus said something that's real important. He said, I do what my father does. A lot of us, we think we are the father. We think we are the head, and we do what we want to do. A lot of Jesus taught us real simple, real quick. I do what my father do, and I do not operate outside of what my father tells me to do. What's happening is if a lot of us are operating outside of the will of God for our life, and we have to, we are obtain the mind of God, when we obtain the mind of Christ, then it is easy for us to walk in our purpose and to walk in the will of God, to walk in the will of God, to speak his word, to follow his concepts, to follow every single thing that he has told us to do. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with my mind? And listen, let me tell you something. I'm not talking from a place of, I don't want y'all to think that I got it all the way together. God is still working on me. God is still working on my mind. God is still helping me to walk erect, to walk upright and do the things that he has called me to do. Because I have to do 
desire to please God. I have the desire to have the mind of Christ. The one thing that you have to start with is you got to have the desire to please God. You got to have the desire to please God. You got to have it down in your heart. You got to have it in you. You got to gotta be a part of it. Every day you wake up, you got to have that desire to make them happy. Every day, every place you go, you got to walk with that desire. God, I want to please you. God, I want to make you smile. God, I want to do every single thing that you told me to do. It has to start with the desire in your mind. And if it's something that's going against the desire to please God in your mind, then it's easy for you to tear it down because my desire is to please God. My desire is to please God. I desire to please God. Some and listen, there's some folk out there that'll look at you, that'll look at you. I'm talking to somebody. There's some folk out there that will look at your mess ups and your mishaps and mistake you for being an automatic sinner. Yeah, you may have sinned, but some of y'all still have the desire to please God. Don't let what people say stop you. You still please God. I don't care what you messed up on. Ask God to forgive you, repent, turn from that thing, and continue to walk in the promises of God. <laughs> I felt that right there. I felt that. Don't, 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 don't let folk condemn you because that comes against your mind. Don't let folk condemn you because that comes against your mind. <laughs> Whew. Uh. You want to give control of your life to Jesus Christ. I'm preaching the salvation message. It is important that you give control of your life to Jesus Christ, which would mean that you're giving up the things in your life which the Bible condemns. Now, when you come to a place where you desire God's will above all other things, when you come to the place where you desire God's will above all other things and where you want to be free from the power of sin and forgiven for your sins, your spiritual eyes are open and your mind is freed. Your spiritual eyes are open and your minds are freed. Third, the Bible talks about the doubtful mind. The doubtful mind. Jesus said, do not have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. But it says, but seek the kingdom, seek first the kingdom of God. And what? All these things will be added to you. Luke 12, 29 through 31. In Romans, the Bible says, he who doubts is condemned. Romans 14 and 23. The Bible warns that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1 and 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. This carries with the idea of a person who wishes to be secure in both worlds. Let me stop right here. A person that wishes to be secure in both worlds. I want to live over here. And I want to live over here. You, 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 you choose a lukewarm life. You choose to be accepted by everybody, everybody in the church and everybody in the world. You, you your mind is now your mind ain't right. Your mind is shaking. You want to be accepted. You want to, you want to, you want to be the person that goes to the parties and you want to be the biggest praiser at the same time. <laughs> uh, God says you cannot have it both ways. What is going on with my mind. Now, some of you, some of y'all say that, I, yeah, I'm preaching holiness because I'm really trying to practice holiness in my life because there's a place that I want to go after I leave heaven, after I leave earth. There's a place that I want to go, and I want to make it to heaven, and it is important, y'all, it is important that you make up in your mind that I have to live a lifestyle of holiness, now, a lifestyle of holiness doesn't mean dressing up in a suit every morning. The lifestyle of holiness does not mean wearing a skirt down to your ankles. A lifestyle of holiness means that your mind is in tune with the word of God. That your mind and your heart that I'm going to follow the commandments of God. Last week I talked about Joshua and how God had told Joshua to meditate on his word day and night that you, that you may follow it thereby. There is when you walk in the lifestyle of holiness, you are meditating the word of God. It becomes a part of who you are. 
<laughs> I hope I'm helping somebody. When you use, when you allow the word of God to permeate your mind, every sing, everything you do, you do, you include the word of God in it. You cannot operate apart from the word of God. I am really working hard in my life to not operate apart from the word of God. I can't, I don't want to operate away from the word of God. I don't want to see, I don't want to know what that life is like. I've, I've followed Christ all my life. I don't want to know what it's like not to have Christ in my life. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't understand that concept of thinking. I don't understand it. Yeah, you may feel like you're in freedom, but you're really in bondage. <laughs> Fourth, the Bible talks about the defiled mind. The defiled mind. We have, and a lot of us, we, we walk around, we act like our minds aren't defiled, but we've allowed some stuff to defile our minds. <laughs> the defiled mind. Paul wrote to Titus about, about certain people whose minds are defiled and unbelieving. Titus 1 and 15. Titus 1, a leader, Titus 1 and 15, he says, your mind your mind may be filled with like evil thoughts, lustful thoughts all the time. What can you do about the evil and lustful thoughts? Praise God. <laughs> Mics went out. We have to take control of our mind when your mind is filled with evil and lustful thoughts. People don't just fall suddenly. We just don't fall suddenly. It just, it's not something that just happens all of a sudden. When you hear of people falling, when you hear people falling into sin, it, it didn't just happen at that moment. I refuse when, 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 listen, when you hear about people having, and it's not a knock to folk, but when you hear about people having uh, uh, sexual affairs and, 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 and people having babies out of the way, like, look, you just didn't slip up and fall in the bed. <laughs> you, you, just, you just didn't slip up in there. You just didn't slip up in there. You, you, you're not that great. You just, there, there was a process. There was a process that happened to get you to that moment. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody. There was a process that happened to get you to that moment. It didn't start. It didn't. The, 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 that, when you're in that moment, that's the fulfillment of the thought process that you had all the time. <laughs> I'm hoping. I hope. I'm helping somebody. That's a fulfillment. When you get to that moment where you, where you actually fall into that thing, that's a fulfillment of what has been going on for, for times past, for a long time prior. You have allowed, you sit there, and you allow your mind to stay in the mud. You allow your mind to stay in the gutter. You, and some of us, we, with some of us, some folk, we can say some folk allow their minds to stay there because they don't know what to do. But there are some folk who allow their minds to stay there because that's where they want their minds to be at the time. So the first thing you got to do is you got to be honest with yourself. I fell because I wanted to fall. <laughs> I, my mind was messed up because at this moment, at this point in my life, I was enjoying my mind being messed up because it felt good. Just, just be honest with yourself. It felt good just to think about it. It felt right at the moment, but at the end of the time, it messed me up, but it just felt right at the moment. Just be honest. And when you're honest with yourself, then you can deal with the situation that you're faced with. What's going on? With my mind, just because right now it may feel good, don't mean that it's good. What's going on? You got to stop right here and ask yourself this question. What is happening with my mind? <laughs> People don't just fall suddenly. There, before there is an outward fall, there is an inner rehearsal. There is an inner rehearsal and preparation. You prepare to fall. You prepare to fall. You prepare to fall. 
If you're walking down some stairs, let me make it, let me make it this simple. If you're walking down some stairs, you always got it in your mind that I may fall. So let me brace myself as I walk down some stairs. Your mind might be walking down some stairs, going to the going to the basement, or the, going to the basement thoughts, and you prepare yourself. You prepare yourself to get to that basement. You prepare yourself. You you prepare yourself to fall. You you put on the best smelling cologne. To, you 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 cut your hair and make it look right. You put on the nice the nicest form fitting clothes that you can find. You prepare yourself to get to that situation. You just don't slip up in that situation. Stop lying to yourself and say I slipped. That's a slipping lie. People, let me go back to this. People don't fall suddenly. Before the outward fall, there is the inner rehearsal and preparation. Shakespeare wrote this, that sexual passion looks not with the eyes, but with the mind. Yeah. <laughs> sexual passion don't look with the eyes. It looks with the mind. I'm, I'm thinking about you in my mind. I, I, I got something going on in my mind. What my eyes may see may not be all that I want to see. I want to see more. So I'm using my mind to help me get to where I want to get to to see more. <laughs> yeah, your mind, your mind. The Bible says in Matthews 5 and 28, it says, whoever looks at a woman, I'm going to ask, whoever looks at a woman or a man to lust after him or her has already committed adultery in his or her heart. You're already there. You already did it. You already failed. But the Bible, Jesus can cure the mind and the body of their cravings of the things that can destroy. Christ can liberate and change your mind. The fifth point, there is the renewed mind. Now, all the people who have a renewed mind, just say it, type it in, type it into the comments and say, my mind has been renewed. And if you're working on a renewed mind, just be honest and say, God is working on helping me to renew my mind. The Bible says in Romans, I read it from this last week, in Romans 12 and 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. This means that you can renounce the pride, the jealousy, and the lust of your mind, and you can receive Jesus Christ in your heart. You just have to let Jesus control your mind and your heart. The Bible talks about, and, and I think it's, uh, I think it's, let me go back. I think it's Proverbs 3 and 3. I believe it's Proverbs 3 and 3. It says, it talks about he is the lifter of our heads. When you talk about Christ being the lifter of our heads, I want to go a little bit deeper. He is the lifter of our minds. He lifts our minds out of the gutter. He lifts our minds out of that, out of that dark place. He is the lifter of our minds. But Jesus Christ can cure the mind. Fifth, I talked about the communal mind. Your mind, you have to have a transformed mind to walk in holiness. By repenting of your sin and receiving Christ into your heart, the scripture says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 and 5. You have to have the mind of Christ. You have to have the mind of the master. The mind of Christ can, through the Holy Spirit, Control your mind, control your thoughts, control your attentions and your actions. You have to submit to him daily. There is a daily submission that you have to have in your mind. When you open up your eyes in the morning, you have to say, God, take control of my mind. God, take control of my mind. And a lot of times... I'll be honest, a lot of times I wake up, if I go to bed with something in my mind, I want to go to work and I want to say something to somebody. A lot of times I go to bed and I try to wake up with that same thought. I don't, God, I don't want you to, you hear me, Carol? I don't want you, God, I want you to have control of my mind. Matter of fact, God, I repent for what, I, what I'm about to do. That don't work. <laughs> I repent for what I'm about to say. That don't work. 
Because if you truly walked in the love of God and you had the mind of Christ, you will repent for thinking about doing that. <laughs> There's a place where you got to stop yourself and say, God, I'm thinking crazy. God, I'm cussing that person out in my mind right now. God, in my mind, I'm saying I'm putting words together that I did not think could go together. God, I need you to help my mind, God, because I'm, I'm, I'm God, I'm cursing them in my mind. And if you curse me in your mind, you might as well just go ahead and say it because you already did it anyway. You already did it anyway. See, this is where the love of Christ, see, having a mind of Christ will teach you how to love folk that it's hard to love. See, that's the place where I pray sometimes, God, help me to love that person. God, I need you, the Holy Spirit, to love that person through me. And I need the Holy Spirit to speak to them through me. Because if I speak, God, everything going to be go. Everything going to go to hell, God, if I speak. If if I speak, God, it ain't going to work out right. If I speak, if I speak, God, I need you to speak. I need God because my mind is going crazy right now. My mind is tripping right now, God. I, God, my mind ain't doing what it's supposed to be doing. So, God, I'm going to put my hands back and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to come in right now. I need you to I need you to control me right now, Holy Spirit. I need you to walk with me. Walk with I think that's why they wrote that song, Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me while I'm on this uh teacher's journey. I need Jesus to walk with me every day of my life. God, I need you to walk with me. I need you to talk with me, Lord. I, I need you to talk to my mind. I need you to help me with my thoughts. God, I need you to keep talking. God, don't stop talking right here in this moment that I'm in. God, I need you to keep talking to me. Something is going on with my mind. Something is happening with my mind. God, I, say, I feel God right here. God, I need you to keep talking. I need you to keep talking. Some of y'all, some of y'all need God to keep talking. Some of y'all needs, I need God to keep talking. I need God to keep talking. I need God to keep speaking to my mind because there's some places that my mind gets to that messes me up and causes me to fall. causes me to fall sometimes we're so busy looking for we're so busy looking for the out pit holes or the pit holes outside of us we don't pay attention to the pit holes that's on the inside of us to the potholes that we have on the inside we gotta pay attention to the potholes that you have in your own mind now, the Frank talked about haters, haters, haters. A lot of us are so busy looking for the haters on the outside when all we got to do is just stand in front of a mirror and we find the biggest hater that we've ever seen in our life. Mm. This don't mean, y'all, look, listen, we will make mistakes. I said this last week, some getting control of your mind is sometimes the hardest thing to do. Listen, I'm going through, a, I'm going through a, a, a transformation in my diet. I'm going through a transformation. I'm trying to change my body. I, I'm believing God that my body is going to look a certain way by the time I turn 40 years old. But listen, there's a place where my mind remembers how fried chicken tastes. There's a place where my mind remembers how chocolate cake tastes. I'm being serious right now. I'm beating myself down right now. And what I got to keep reminding myself is fried chicken tastes the same way it did five years ago. But there's a place where we want to tell ourselves that that fried chicken got some type of different seasoning. The Bible tells us that there ain't nothing new under the sun. That's the same, the same seasoning that Jesus used when they cooked the chicken. It's the same seasoning that we probably used when they cooked the fish. There's the same seasoning that we probably using today. It ain't going to be gone. It ain't going to change. So there's a place in my mind where I got to deal with my mind and tell my mind, no, you cannot have that. No, you cannot eat that. No, you can't just sit here all day. Get up and move and do something. It starts with your mind. And I, that, that's something, look, I, look, it, it means me going to the gym and working out and eating right. I just didn't start this. This has been something I've been going back and forth on for some years. 
So that's why some of y'all see me, y'all see me do the yo-yo diet. One minute I'm 100 and 150 pounds, the next minute I'm 110 pounds because my mind ain't been right. My mind ain't been together. My mind been going back and forth, double-minded, yo-yo-minded, stable-minded about what I need to do. Listen, if you get to the place and allow God to control your mind, he'll help you with your diet. He'll help you with your life. <laughs> I'm preaching some deliverance up in here. I'm preaching some deliverance up in here because it all starts with our mind. It all starts in our head. See, we tell ourselves that ah, me eating this little piece of chicken ain't gonna do nothing. Me, me, me having me, me looking at this 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 TV show ain't gonna do nothing. Me going to this place that I'm supposed to that I'm not supposed to go ain't gonna do nothing. Me sleeping in a little, me sleeping in five minutes later ain't gonna do nothing. And it constantly sets you back. And it constantly sets you back. And you're constantly falling back. And you're constantly falling back. Next thing you know, that five minutes that you wanted to sleep in has turned into 15 minutes. And now you're up rushing, trying to make it to work in real time. And then you get pulled over by the police. Now you got all kind of other issues because you did not want to deal with your mind. It all starts, it all starts, come on, say, it all starts with my mind. It all starts with my mind. It all starts with you. Let me go here. If you know you have some place to be, look, get up and get there. Don't lay there and act like you got some more time. No, you don't have time. None of us have time. From the minute that we were born, we were prepared to die. From the minute that we were born, the process of death has started. Whew. I don't know how I got right here. But let me say this again. From the minute you open your eyes out of the womb, the process of death has started for you. So what makes you think that you have time? What makes you think that you have time to get certain things together? We don't know when we're going to get up out of here. We don't know when God is going to call us home. So what makes you think that you have time to get things right? You need to do it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, 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 this is, you, you, you listen, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that we all perfect. Everybody that you're around, they're not perfect. You may look at somebody and feel like they're perfect. Listen, we gonna make some mistakes in our life. But that does not mean that you cannot have the mind of Christ. You have to allow God to control your mind. Do you have a renewed mind? Do you know that all of your sins are forgiven? And that if you die right now, do you believe that you will go to heaven? Is there any, is there, is there a doubt in your heart that you are totally and completely Christ? If there is a doubt in your heart, then you got to do some things. First, you got to repent of your sins. You got to ask God, God, help me where I am. Help me to get myself together. Help me to get my life together. Help me to get it right. Help me to get it right. That's why God has given us his word. That's why he told us in Joshua, in the book of Joshua, don't let this book of the law depart from you. You got to stay in it. You cannot move from it. You cannot go to the left nor to the right. You have to meditate on my word and my word will make you prosperous. Listen, a lot of us think the word prosperous means that you're going to get some money. The word that means it's going to help you to live. It's it's going to help you to survive. It's going to help you to keep yourself. It's going to help you to do what you said you're going to do. That's what the word does. That's what the word does. That's why we have to constantly keep a check on our minds. If you are smoking cigarettes and you want to stop smoking cigarettes, first start with your mind. Stop in your mind. Tell yourself, tell your mind, no, the cigarette that you smoking, it's the same taste that you had last week. It ain't going to change. It ain't going to change. The only thing that's going to change is it's going to harm my body. Come on, talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. If you feel like you got to drink, tell yourself. And the only thing that it does, it, it inhibits my mind from thinking good right thoughts. From thinking the things of God. 
anything that you're doing is messing up your thought process, then you need to get away from it. This is why I want to get into talking about social media because a lot of us, we are allowing social media to inhibit our thought process, to inhibit our minds, to inhibit us from doing certain things. Social media has caused us to procrastinate. It has caused us to sit down and do things a little bit longer, stay at home a little bit longer, be late to church a little bit longer. <laughs> There's a place. Where God, and the reason I know that, that God is, and I'm going to stop right here, but I know that God is speaking to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. We, we, we come back to it, but I believe that I got it all out. <laughs> but there's a place where God is speaking to you right now. Again, I said we've had a year to, 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 to allow our minds to wander. We've had a year to do what we wanted to do. And God is calling you back. God is, and God is speaking to you. And he's speaking to your mind. He wants you to get your mind in order. You can't clean up your house if your mind is junky. <laughs> if your mind is cluttered, then listen, I was talking to somebody and I was just talking about just, just discipline. And you know, and, and, and that's the biggest prayer that I have for myself is God help me to be disciplined in every area of my life. And if there are some areas where I'm not disciplined, God, send me somebody who has that discipline. I thank God for my beautiful wife, Sister Talitha, because there are some places that God has allowed me to see and allowed me to see in her. She has some disciplines that I don't have. And together we have we have all the disciplines that we need. Together. There's a synergy working there. Yeah. There's a togetherness that God has. That's a thing. That's the reason why God brought us together because there is some places that I need in her that she has. And there's some places that, that she needs in me that I have. Yeah. And then if you don't have nobody, then you have God. And I still, we still need God for some areas that we can't get together together. This is a place where we need to, to, to stop ourselves and say, hey, what are you doing? And, 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 and this, is, this is because I was going through some things in my body. I ain't tell a lot of people, you know, uh, I suffer from, and God is healing me, but I suffer from, from extreme migraines. And I had to sit there and stop myself and say, hey, what is the common denominator between the migraines? What, what, what's causing you to have it more often than not? Because I wasn't eating right. I was eating crazy. I was allowing stuff to attack my body. I was, listen, I was allowing stuff to attack my body. Some things God gives us control over. Some sicknesses we have control over. But because we want to be indulged in the pleasure of the thing instead of being disciplined, then we continue to fall over and over again. And discipline starts where? In your mind. You got to be disciplined in your mind. And when you allow God to work with you, when you study the word of God, when you turn off that TV, when you hang up that phone and tell them people, look, I can't talk to you right now. God is speaking. And listen, God is always speaking. God is always speaking. God, I heard somebody say that God ain't saying nothing. God has been speaking. And listen, if you felt like God, listen, go back to 2020. God was speaking real loud in 2020. So those of you who said, I ain't heard God say nothing, hey, I need you to go back and pray. Because God was, God, is, God was speaking louder than he's ever spoke before. This was, 2020 was a time for us to sit back and look and see what it was that we needed to get together to understand what's important and what's not important. There's some things that my mind, my mind is important to me now. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. <laughs> Listen, hey, look, I'm serious right now. I don't want to lose my mind, so I had to give it to God. I had to give it to God. There's some things in my mind that I was trying to control. I don't want to lose it, so I had to give it to God. And the Bible says, the Bible tells us to, to seek ye first what? The kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So you got to give it 
to God. And his righteousness. That's right. And yes. You got to give it to God. You got to give it. If, if look, if you don't remember anything else that I said today, I want you to remember this. I have to give it to God. I have to give it to God. A lot of us are stressed out in our minds and in our hearts because we have not given it to God. What is the it? Whatever it is that's bothering you, whatever it is that's taking away your peace, whatever it is that's, that's causing you to be unhappy, you have to give it to God. As long as we continue to act like we don't need God, then the more and more we're going to need him. <laughs> I hope you understand because we're going to always need him. But some of us are out here acting like right now, I don't need you, God. Some of us millennials are acting like we got it all together. And what you're doing is you're digging yourself a deeper pit. So why, why play around now? Why don't you get it together right now? So some of the things that we've seen our, our forefathers and some of the things that we've seen our parents go through, we don't have to go through it. The reason why you go through it is because you choose to. You choose, you make up in your mind that it's too hard to break the generational curse that's been on my family. It's been too hard to accept the fact that Jesus already broke the curse. All I got to do is walk in the freedom of the broken curse, but it's easier for you to walk in that thing that you've been seeing all your life. Because what simply starts with not making a decision to change our mind. So we got to change our mind. We got to allow God to work on our hearts. You got to allow God to do it at this point. You got to let God do it. Again, whatever it is, give it to God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now thanking you and praising you, O oh God, for this word, for this message on what's going on with my mind. And everybody under the sound of my voice, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, take over. Take over my heart. Take over my mind. Help me to yield to you. Ah, stop right there. Help me to yield to you. The hard places. The places that I want to hold on to. Teach me how to hand them over to you, God. In the name of Jesus. And God, even now, I repent of my sins, of those jealous thoughts that I've had, those thoughts of fit, those thoughts of anger, those thoughts of rage, those thoughts of revenge. God, help me to get rid of it by submitting to you. God, your word says that you are the lifter of my head. God, lift my head. Lift my thoughts. Teach me your word. Teach me how to war with your word and walk upright. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we want to thank you for joining us on this broadcast. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. And tell them to get your mind together. Get your mind together. I have some announcements before we go. Um, After Christ, all leadership. Apostles asking that if you are leadership at After Christ, that all leadership be here next Sunday at 9 o'clock a.m. All After Christ leadership. If you are over an auxiliary in After Christ. We're asking that all leadership be here at, at 9 o'clock. If you're over the children's ministry, if you're a part of the praise team, all leadership, we want you here at 9 o'clock a.m. next Sunday. Also, After Christ will be coming back to full service the first Sunday in March. That is March 7th. At 10.30, we will begin. 10.30, we want everybody here by 10.30. Service will begin at 11 o'clock, but we want everybody here by 10.30. And we will be practicing social distancing. We are asking that everybody wear masks. You will, your temperature will be taken at the door. So we're still practicing social distancing. Also, the praise team. The praise team, if you want to be a part of the praise team, we are having our first rehearsal this Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Our praise team members, 
uh, we're having our first rehearsal at 6.30 p.m. If you want to be a part of the praise team, uh, just show up at 6.30 p.m. and we will be having our meeting uh, going into us coming back to church. So we want to thank God for each and every one of you for joining us. Again, if you need anything, After Christ is here for you. Your church is here for you. If you need prayer, if you need help with anything, please reach out to the church. Our number is 313-863-8790. Again, that's 313-863-8790. We thank you for joining us. And also, we invite you to give. We invite you to give. After Christ, look, we, we, we need your giving. We need your tithe. We need your offering. And we thank God that he has supplied. But we need you to give. Um, you can give on our cash app, dollar sign, After Christ. Cash app, dollar sign, after Christ. Also, um, you can go to our website, www.afterchristchristiancenter.org. Scroll down and hit the donate button and donate there. Also, we want to thank God for our Pastor Lois. She celebrated her birthday. Happy birthday, Pastor Lois. So we want to thank you. We give God praise for you. You go in peace, serve the Lord, and live holy.